Woman Weapon platform. You might be listening to this on Woman Weapon podcast or watching on Woman Weapon TV. I'm your host Rachel Eliza and today I'm so excited because we're joined with a beautiful friend of mine, Amore O'Gara, who's a performer and she's also featured on several podcasts recently, including the Forward Females podcast. So I'll link that below so you can check that out as well. And today we're going to be discussing some of the topics surrounding the Black Lives Matter movement. I've noticed since the death of George Floyd, um, there was a lot of energy surrounding it then and now the energy's really like dissipated and it's just by people's Instagrams and social medias they're gonna go back to like kind of normal mm-hmm. but there just there's a lot there's not any more fight. Like yeah. and I feel there's a lot of silence and a lot of brands are only really participating now because they feel like they have to, you know, not to help their um their image like now there's loads of fast fashion brands which are only now featuring like the black women yeah who are models and i'm just yeah. a bit like naomi campbell on her instagram said that in her 34 year modeling career she's um photographed by a black female for the first time ever wow. in Vogue. so yeah no way yeah. i think there's like brands which are only really using the movement to benefit them and like profit off of it mm-hmm and I just think that's so not it. Like it doesn't. It's not about performing. It's not about making yourself look better. It's about actively being a part of the solution. Yeah, massively. Um, how ways do you think that we can like move forward with the momentum of it? Obviously, because like I said, there was that energy, and now it's kind of like people aren't spending as much time doing their research, maybe or people aren't like doing their reading or having as many conversations. Like, what do you think people could do to carry forth that energy? It's a hard one because I, I feel like with people's like social media and stuff, it doesn't have to all be via social media because that does mm. then sometimes blur into the lines of just performative as yeah. if it's not actually genuine. But I mean, if you know actively that you're still signing petitions, you're trying to have conversations, it doesn't have to all be via social media, mm. but social media is powerful. Yeah. you can't forget that this isn't going to change you know this is like 400 years of systemic oppression mm. that we're trying to overthrow and it's not as simple as that even um Keir Starmer who's the new um Labour leader mm. said on Good Morning Britain that you know the Black Lives uh, Matter movement is a current moment in history I was like this isn't a moment <laughs> this is carrying on like it just showed how like wow. yeah how disconnected he was to it and the fact that he described it as a moment and then spoke just about America and its atrocities and I'm like yeah but Britain literally held an, an like a racist protest being mm. like actively and openly like free to express his opinions with no backlash mm. type of thing so I just think it shows how disconnected like specifically Britain is yeah and it's just them ones where it, it's a gradual change like even they rejected the national curriculum saying that it right. doesn't need to change right yeah and that is fundamentally wrong because yeah. it's like of course it's kids are going to grow up only being taught about white history yeah of course then like people say you know but it's not the school's responsibility it's not like your friend's responsibility to keep having those conversations i I agree it's not your black friend's responsibility Mm -hmm. like you shouldn't have to put them through that emotional like labor just because you can't be bothered to go on google yeah but um it is it is education's responsibility. Like, if we're only Massively. being educated about ourselves, we're only going to think that life is about ourselves. Yeah. Like, no wonder people are closed-minded because 
they're like, oh, I didn't learn about this, it mustn't be important. Yeah, I think people don't realise how, like, even in modern times, it's just, it's just as real as it was right. 100 years ago, 50 mm. years ago, like, it's all the same thing. Yeah. But um, it's, it's a very difficult thing, it's more just kind of finding your way of kind of handling it because like for us black people or for like people of colour and BAME mm-hmm. if you like to use that term you know this is our reality that like mm-hmm. I want to look back in 50 years and see actual change yeah so I'm gonna have to just keep doing it no matter what and like the momentum is always up and down like it, it's a it's a horrid waiting game of like okay so when's the next person yeah when's the next person when's the next mad protest when's the next wave of everyone going on instagram and stuff it's mm-hmm. it's really just that's that's unfortunately the the pattern yeah. of it and i don't think a lot of people purposely treat it like a trend but mm. i think people don't realize that this isn't a trend right. this is constant mm. and it's just the bleak reality i think that that's just how it is like, yeah that and there's nothing that we can do as the minority because we rely on the majority for our voices to be heard mm. so it's one of the ones it's really like a like a, like a pendulum scale yeah. it's kind of like this so mm. yeah. i was thinking as you were saying that before you even said the word trend i was like that is people only jump on it when they realize like oh this is something that everyone's doing now and mm-hmm. like, oh that is a trend and even hashtagging the names of the people who've been killed at the hands of the police you'll hashtag their name and then forget the name come the next morning yeah like don't just treat it as a trend actually do your research like know their names and know their stories because their lives yeah. they were lives they have families they yeah. had jobs they they've left behind people now who are in such grief and pain it's like don't Absolutely. treat it like just a hashtag yeah that's not cool yeah yeah for sure and then even just like as we were discussing the mm-hmm. whole diverting from the main mm. problems. I feel like in the last couple of days I've seen um, the actress who plays I think a mixed race character in Big Mouth is stepping down the um, I think it's a white male actor who plays Apu in um, Simpsons he's stepping down like all these things I'm like Simpsons been around for how, how many years and it's just like mm. I I, obviously I can't speak for everyone personally for me I don't care about cartoon characters they're not real like this is not the time to find offence in every little thing like we're talking about serious actions including like changing the curriculum mm. defunding the police like you know social and economic actual help and difference like I promise you people aren't we're not sitting here going like change these cartoons or change these things like there was a literal tweet about um hulu which is like a tv provider for anyone who doesn't know that uh golden girls like a, a tv show way back like in the 80s they um have a scene where they have mud masks on and they've taken the episode down due to the possibility of it being offensive to blackface i was like it's a mud mask like it, it, it's a mud mask i was like i was like i was like what it it just gets to a point where i'm like i promise you the things that we're asking for are actual sub- serious substantial change mm. i don't care about cartoons yeah like it's always this thing where they try divert and they try find people to hate on the actual movement and the the serious issues because then it's blinded and sidetracked by silly little Mm. things like no one is talking about all these random things coming into light yet they always seem to be the things that crawl in i'm like yeah it's just not a concept yeah and i feel like it's kind of as well um people trying to be performative about it as well like people are trying to get a pat on the back and be like oh like this is something that isn't really being spoken about so I'm gonna sort of bring it up and make myself look great because 
I'm gonna step down, like you say, from some of those characters. Um, and they're kind of, I don't know, I just feel like it's exactly that. You, you're diverting from, not saying that those aren't issues, but you're diverting from real pressing matters. Yes. Uh, even uh, Jenna Marbles and Shane Dawson, if anyone knows those YouTubers, mm-hmm. like, you know, Jenna Marbles was huge when we, I feel like at our age kind of group, like we would have kind of got into the YouTube. Yeah. And she's literally been like, I'm quitting YouTube, like deleted all the videos. And obviously political correctness has massively changed in probably I'd say the last decade. Like mm. you have to be very careful Definitely. with things that you say or that, you know, you learn from certain things that you, you know that you might have said that were offensive before but now you realize like that you can't say this etc mm-hmm. etc and it just kind of gets to a point where it's like yes we can apologize for these things and they've been done but it's like wh- why is it 10 years ago you thought it was okay mm-hmm. and now it's like now it's hit you especially with how i guess full-on like black lives matter especially has been in most recent times why is it there's there's all of a sudden now this remorse like why yeah. is it now mm. down the line years after you've been doing it this whole time now that you like think oh maybe mm. this is offensive like blackface is nothing new blackface is from way back mm. like tens like decades or even like hundreds of years ago yeah. and it's just like so why is it now that people want to speak up and then we have all these articles about it and it's like no yeah. we, don't, we don't need to hear it you yeah. just move on from that yeah i think people know now is the time they're going to get considerable hate yes so they're sort of, they're just backing themselves although it's like exactly when would that ever have been deemed okay yeah um something like blackface in fact i know a guy from my town he had a christmas party i think it was two or three years ago and he rocked up in blackface yeah he's a white boy i literally used to live next door to him yeah um like we went to the same school and he put it on Facebook and and then people obviously were reacting back on Facebook and on social media um, and from my town that I come from there's really a lack of diversity there's hardly any people of colour at all, it's probably like literally 97% white people um, but the few people who were of colour were the people who were actually like saying facts on yeah. their posts as to why this is wrong yeah. and so that got shared and then this boy who did this took down his Facebook, he went off a grid, and I had a conversation with one of with someone that I know, um, and we we're having a bit of a debate about it, and she was saying, you know, it, he whatever he did, it did not justify him getting attacked on social media. And I was just like, but he attacked on social media yeah. by doing a blackface and then putting it on Facebook. How do you not accept? expect the response to then be on the same platform that he's done it because it's like otherwise it looks like it's just been brushed under the rug yeah and like that that's been accepted yeah don't do since when is that okay yeah i don't i, I, it, I, and don't, I contacted like the workplace the workplace they're a massive hotel and it's you know a lot of like yummy mummies will go for their spa day like weekly and I contacted them along with several others asking what was actually going to be done about this and mm-hmm. they said how there was going to be a mandatory like couple hour classes on privilege <laughs> and the guy actually was going to get no repercussions and they claimed you know but we are the most diverse employer of the town and I'm thinking so you should actually be way more aware yeah. of the implications that this has for the people that you're employing yeah. the people who feel like because they're the minority that they don't want to step up and stand up for themselves in the fear that everyone else is just going to be like 
sit down. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It, it it's so stressful because race is it's I hate that racism is such a complex issue. Like you would think that we could mm. just say you know racism is wrong, yeah. and move on from it. But people literally go but, but. there's always mm. but and then there's always the whole classic you know. Like, why is blackface offensive? But, like, you know, let's say a movie like White Chicks, you know, yeah. that's, like, a very, very famous movie. And it's like, why isn't that offensive? And I'm like, well, if you look back at the Jim Crow laws and the way the black people have been treated then mm. when they couldn't even vote or they couldn't drink from the same water fountain and even now with these supposed laws that they now have rights, like, <laughs> you understand why the, the horrid history behind blackface is a thing. Mm. And then even now, like, have you seen 13th? Like, with the 13th I Amendment? Haven't. I, it's on my list yeah anyone who hasn't seen it I'd absolutely recommend watching 13th mm. but the 13th amendment literally just went from slavery to criminal like it just literally changed from being right. under the slavery to now literally just being a criminal and there's just it's just so mind blowing that there's always just so many discussions that have to be had and I'm like I don't understand why that mm. th- there has to be and unfortunately that's just the world we live in like everyone's going to agree to disagree on certain things and it's you know unfortunate that racism seems to be one of those things that kind of mm. fires up everyone i don't personally agree with cancel culture i think if we're talking about yeah. that stuff cancel yeah. culture i think is very very toxic but Agreed, yeah but even in light of you know vocational colleges being called mm. out because i called out my vocational college mm. it's one of them ones where you know we've had meetings etc etc and they're saying that we're going to do this and they're going to implement that and it's horrid because in my head i'm like I've got to wait a whole year to see if this is serious. Yeah. Because there's no point in starting if, you know, with corona and everything, they go back to dance college and mm. can train. But it's like you actually have to wait a substantial amount of time to actually see if there's genuine change. Because, mm. like, everyone can say all these things, even, like, Starbucks. Starbucks wants to have the most energy for, like, one week of, like, Black Lives Matter. And then they said, any employer that comes in with a T-shirt. Right. Nope. Couldn't mm. work. And I was just like performative right. it's not cool right it's, you can tell you know time will tell how real people's intentions are with yeah. it but that's sad yeah that is so sad and i think what you're saying about vocational colleges um for those aren't aware like dance performing arts schools colleges um we try and do performing arts school um in london as well so you'd think that the diversity would be you know <laughs> good it like reflective reflective, reflective of, of london of london yeah, yeah the most diverse city in the country yeah um but they're not and yeah without your video what amora did she literally used examples as well she didn't just like you didn't tiptoe around it no you used examples up. which was so needed because without that and then without considerable amount of people sharing it oh including a very influential um, man in the industry yes like 36k followers yeah um, without that they wouldn't have done no. the meeting they wouldn't no. and at the school at the uni um, at our uni there's only been about three or four black teachers at one time amongst a cohort of maybe like 30 teachers yeah about so if you're saying there's three out of 30 teachers that's 10% and then if we're also getting into gender it, yeah they're all men <laughs> there's no females mm, like right and and my thing is, if you, if if that uni in particular cared about diversity, they already would have had a more diverse range of people that they employed. Our principal said back in like the 80s and the 90s, it was actually completely different. I'm like, so, so what's happened? Yeah, yeah, so it looks like, what have you done now then? Yeah, like, so... Poof. 
it's up to like you yeah to make the changes because i'm just i'm so like so, so what has changed yeah. how has it gotten less diverse it's, yeah. it's very bizarre to me it's like, uh, yeah but yeah exactly it's like okay well you're the director telling us this then tell us why because how can you actually say that you have a care for this humanity issue yeah and then it, but you're just gonna watch it and then be passive and not actually do anything about yeah. it yeah like it just shows how privileged people are and how they won't even recognize the change and recognize yeah. it's something that needs to be looked into yeah it was one of the main like quotes i kept getting repeated from um, teachers in like the main meeting was kind of like we're so shocked like we, we, we never thought you'd experience this and i'm like i mean that is just the reality like it, it was just kind of the shock behind it i was like i don't know why you're shocked like right. this has literally just been my reality for three years and then even having um current students as i've like just recently graduated <laughs> um it's just that they even had literally parallel experiences to me mm. and i'm just like i don't know why it's taken all of this kind of like kind of chaos basically mm to talk about these things and yeah. be like this really has to happen like this is a joke and then i mean i, I don't know for fellow bane people out there i i personally feel like i'm exhausted <laughs> it got to a point where understandably yeah it got to a point where even like we we were on our third meeting about kind of how we're going to go about the committee etc etc and i was just like i can't talk about it anymore yeah. i was like i'm just pipsqueak quiet at this point because i'm honestly just knackered i'm just like mm. i don't know what more i can say i've said my piece and i'm like you guys are running the show like all the all the chairs all the, the principal etc you guys are running the show there's only so much i can do as a student yeah and like um i feel like my voice was powerful like i i did have an impact which, which is crazy i never thought that the video i made would have had the amount of impact it had but it's just the ones where i'm like i'm only one human mm. i'm a young human i'm trying to like prioritize my mental health etc Mm. And there's only so many times I can talk about the fact that I'm black and just yeah. keep talking about that. Like the amount of times I've been reminded I'm black, I'm like, yep, yeah, yep, I'm black. It's like what I said about, um, like, you can't rely on your black friends to be educating you. Yeah, then you'll put definitely. them through that emotional labour, that definitely. emotional stress. And it's that's the same thing for you, like, regardless of who's asking you the questions or, you know, it's labouring for you. It's massively kind of, it's just it, it, the thing is i i've had no problem with some people messaging me like mm. people who said ignorant stuff they've apologized it it's fine move on from it you said it whatever um and if you feel like you're not educated and you want to ask for like a source like that's fine google is massive though guys you don't need yeah. to you don't need to rely on your bane friends to be like yeah this and, is not okay. and i sometimes think people do go to like the people who they know they've perhaps been ignorant to to Prove like to kind of clear their conscience. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like again, in a kind of performative sense, yeah. to be like to show that they're actively trying to do better. Which of course, like we all got to try to do better yeah. as white people, particularly. Obviously, most importantly, white people got to do better. But it it does seem like those people who know that they've done wrong in the past will go to the likes of yourself or yeah. other people of color to be like oh can you direct me yeah where i can find exactly just go on google yeah even with like uh, political correctness if if you feel like in your head that you would say something that would be offensive that don't say it like don't ask people for approval like oh is this okay like if you think mm. it's offensive it probably is offensive and there's no point kind of risking that like just yeah just there's no point just 
don't bother. Just rub it under the rug, put it under the rug, and just move from there. Yeah. yeah. Some some of those thoughts should really just stay in your head, and then if you come to the conclusion that that's, you're questioning whether that's offensive or not, you need to really understand that it probably is, and then yeah. get to the root of okay, and why do I believe this? Or why did I even want to say it in the first yeah. place? Um, I think something that was mentioned about one of the meetings that you were in was I've spoken to a couple of people who were in that meeting. Yeah. Um, someone in the meeting it seemed that he was trying to make white people feel comfortable. I thought that's the opposite of what we need to be doing. Yeah. Obviously I wasn't in the interview, so I don't know, that's just what I've been told. Yeah. Um, but white people need to be feeling uncomfy. Like, like it's there's that video of um the woman who I don't know where she spoke, but it kind of went viral, and she was talking about like Karen behind the me. The white guy, I know the guy you're talking about. Yeah, and she yeah, was like, in America. she's like, I'm sorry that you feel slightly uncomfy, but yeah. black people have had to endure this for like 400 years. Yeah. And I was like, yes. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly it. all the comments were like, I'm dead that she said uncomfy, but it's true. You're yeah. just uncomfortable. Yeah. Because you realise like it's your people that did this. Yeah. It's white people that did this. It's white people that need to step up yeah. and actually be a part of solving the problem yeah. instead of creating the issue even more than yeah. we already have. I promise you with the Black Lives Matter movement, like especially as, as a, a black female, I'm not sitting there going, white people, like, apologise for your ancestors, mm. apologise for this, apologise. Like, no. Like, <laughs> I'm not saying any of you had anything to do with the past, you know what I mean? But it's them ones where, like, you're in this new generation. Mm. Like, we have to have a massive impact because at some point we're not going to be in this world anymore. And we have to move forward and think that there has to be a change like that we can't do this anymore and it you know it's 400 years of oppression so it's not as simple as that but if we keep like you know politicians under pressure because they kind of run the show politicians and you know really rich people and stuff who are predominantly white um then you know something will happen because you know obviously i feel like a lot of this was sparked with george floyd but then we also can't forget like Breonna Taylor. Exactly. And yeah. There's the whole complex with I feel like sometimes there's more energy for black males but not for black females. Yes. Like when I say race is complex, mm. it's complex. Mm. That is so true. Yeah. Like the most disrespected person in the world is the black woman. Yeah. Malcolm X. Yeah. That. Malcolm X. And it's so true. Yeah. And it's really not. There have been so many black women who've been killed by black and black girls as well. Like. 9, 11, 13 year old girls I've seen post on Instagram about their stories and their situations um, just completely completely unwarranted like as they all are but these are kids Yeah. how is a kid a threat Yeah. like in any way and yeah it's mad I think the way that black women are trapped throughout society is just like it's it, shocking it's yeah. awful People rinse black women. Black for, culture. Yeah, black culture. Um, and they want to, you know, take part in, like, the stuff that you guys do with your hair, mm-hmm. um, which comes from, actually, a lot of it's, like, protective styles. Yeah. It's for a reason. Yeah. Obviously, like, appropriation. White people then, like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. I'm going to, like, go on that trend, and I'm going to be just, like, the cool white girl who... Like, you can tell it's, like, black friends and stuff. Yeah. And it's, like... It, it, it's, again, this is, you know, this is all down to people's opinions. Like, some people will sit there and be, like, yeah. hell no. Like, I don't, like, I can't mess with, like, you know, 
non like people of color with braids like people who aren't black mm-hmm. with braids whereas other people might not see any offense in it yeah and then i personally i'm like in the middle mm-hmm. like i i don't mind it i don't see the point of it your hair's yeah. not supportive of it even my hair because i'm a mixed race female so i personally don't i wouldn't even do that with my hair because i don't need a protective hairstyle for my type of hair like if we're talking when we talk about these type of issues that's when colorism kicks yeah. in because i'm predominantly black but then even the um the prejudice i've experienced is going to be completely different to like a fully black woman mm. and then we start talking about the spectrum of shades and the spectrum yeah. of black women and mixed race women just all these things this is how like you know racism gets really really complex yeah. because as well as a, a female and not even if we're just talking racism of course as a female like it's completely different to when you're a man yeah like i feel like it's less violent it's more verbal mm. in some cases but then even if we're getting into it again, you know, LGBT, um, LGBTQ+, if we're getting into that, because, you know, certain people, including black individuals, will, you know, say, you know, black lives matter, which, yeah, black lives do matter, and we're not saying all lives don't matter, but right now black lives matter, but they don't have the energy for the LGBTQ yeah. community. Yeah. And then that's the thing, like, we, you can't say that black lives matter, but then you don't support that community, because especially with Pride Month ending now, because June mm. is Pride Month, you know... There's not been much talk about Pride. There's been a little bit yeah. of talk, but Black Lives Matter has heavily mm. been in that. And I don't feel like um, that the community's, you know, been angry about that or anything, that they've still been heavily supporting right. their fellow, like, uh, black LGBTQ people and stuff. So I'm just like, it's just, it gets very complex. Like, yeah. When you start talking about, like, honestly, you could talk about this subject for months or years mm. on end, as, as we've been doing as a society, yeah. really, for thinking about it. Yeah. But it is very, very, very complex. Yeah, and you know, I've seen so many things on Instagram where it's like Pride wouldn't exist without black people, mm-hmm. and that's why Marsha P. Johnson. Mm-hmm. If you don't know, get to know. Yeah. Like if you're if you're talking about a lot of things that we have now, you have to look back at the mm-hmm. history because we're not taught it. There's so many things we're not taught, especially as a, as a black British individual. We're not taught any of it. Like it's as if we don't exist. And the first time I heard about. Um, black British people I was 17 years old doing A-level history and that was only because I had an amazing like liberal teacher who kind of yeah. was like I'm going to tell you yeah. about like the truth and stuff Um, just kind of talking about education again I would massively say for people that want to have the argument that Britain isn't racist or kind of you don't know about the racist history of Britain educate yourself an empire mm-hmm. I did it for A-levels and it was the most mind-blowing thing I've ever studied like had no, never heard of empire never even knew it existed because apparently our education curriculum thinks that 1066 about the hastings the tudors <laughs> <laughs> the tudors and um martin luther king and rosa parks are as sufficient as it gets mm. because you know we have no black british history apparently mm. and martin luther king and rosa parks are the only two black individuals that existed when it comes to like right. black history so mm. yeah empire i would highly highly recommend studying yeah and we're called great britain because it colonized everywhere so that's why we're so great apparently yeah uh, well actually before i ask you a question um you know just the irony of british culture because Mm. you know tea is the favorite drink right it's chinese and indian everything's stolen everything's stolen curry is also one of the most favorite things and it's just like and then when you've got all these like laddie like football hooligans especially because those (laughs) those are the type of people at the um the protest that were kind of run by the edl and tommy robinson 
and they're going, nah, Britain first. And I'm thinking, your ancestors are definitely from somewhere in Europe. They definitely weren't set, settled in Britain. So please humble yourself because Absolutely. you look foolish. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's hilarious to me when, you know, um, racist white people are just kind of like, you know, we're the best, we're, we're the superior race. I'm thinking, where do, you, where do you think you came from? Because honey, we all came from Africa. So unless you want to say that you're, you know, the superior race that started in Africa, then you don't know your history at all and you need mm. to do it like a genetic test and look at your history and your ancestry and then get back to realise that your blood is not British. Mm. And even um, the first king, um, was it King William? He was King William. He was from France. So he wasn't even a British man. Right. Like if we're talking about like Britain this, Britain that, yeah. there's so many European links and whatever. And I'm just like, like, just people have just really stupid energy mm. and it's like come through with your facts if you're gonna exactly. really like go off on one but as I was thinking of asking you it was like you know as a white female do you think white people have culture? No. <laughs> yeah our culture's bands and mash and colonisation yeah. and we we've stolen so much yeah obviously like everything that's cool comes from black culture yeah. Um, and yeah like say the tea thing and the curry and that's all stolen and it's just a bit like it's kind of funny because we've colonised everywhere, we stole a load of stuff, we tried to steal a lot of other stuff, but undeniably the black um, culture and the black energy is just too strong to even mask or to, you know, try and control. Yeah, I think when you have this, when you have this discussion, I feel like people, I don't know, you would never have a white person get up and be like, I'm proud to be white. Exactly. And I think it's because because of the history of white people, and I'm not saying that, you know, white people haven't experienced certain things in the history, but black people are, li- like, it's literally prejudice is ingrained in us. Like, mm-hmm. slavery was a way to, you know, oppress us. And even now mm-hmm. today, it's like modern slavery. It's like, it, it, yes. you think, it's all, yes. it's all masked behind slavery these laws. Slavery still exists. Of course. It's all just slavery. masked behind politics and as if, like, right. oh, well, now you can vote, so it's all good. Like, just nonsense like that. Mm. and it's just a thing where it's completely different because I'm proud to be black because you, you kind of see like I could see a fellow black person and we we kind of it's sad because we have parallel experiences mm. that are really like heartfelt and like gut-wrenching to have but it's just when it that's why like it's different when you say you're proud to be black because you never have a white person say they're proud to be white right. mm. and like I think that's why people need to understand it's not a thing of like you should be ashamed to be white. It's not to do with that. Yeah. It's just the history and the life you've lived. Like, you know, as a white person, you can go back in time to, let's go to the 1600s when slavery kind of, when slavery started, you have a bloodline that exists. If I go back, it just disappears. Mm-hmm. And then there's just, no, it doesn't exist. I have no idea. I have an Irish surname. Like a lot of people, you know, if we're talking how like ingrained racism is in society, um, especially in like British society, a lot of black people have Irish names because of slavery. Because slave um, mm. slaves took the their owners' names. Yeah. I have no Irish in my blood. I have no Irish in my heritage at all. Yet I have an Irish name. Slavery. Right. It, it, that, it's just, it's mind-blowing because it's like, I don't feel like that name's tainted. That's just the name I know about my family, the mm. O'Gara family. Yeah. But it is, that is the history behind it. Yeah. And that's just always a thing. And then... We have um, West African ancestry. I know that that's where my family on my mum's side, that's where we started in West Africa. Mm. But there's literally West Africa gap. And yeah. then we just kind of started existing again. So it's, it just, mm. it, it's mind boggling. And 
in that sense that this is how ingrained racism is into society like mm-hmm. even like your literal name that's yeah. crazy to think that yeah so yeah and kind of when you said about how you don't expect white people to stand up and be like i'm ashamed yeah but, absolutely not but in the light of you know the biggest civil rights movement in history yeah um yeah. there has been a lot of white people i mean i say a lot a few i've seen a few um on social media who do say i'm ashamed to be white and i think it, when it comes to that i'm just like okay this is when you need to take a step back and realize you, you can't make the narrative about yourself. This is literally what I was going to say. I was like, like, it's not about you. you. It's it not about, about like, you. Woe is me. I'm ashamed <laughs> to be me. Like, expecting other people to, like, oh, babe, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, no. It, that's, it was literally, like, in my head, as soon as you said that, I was like, it's not about it's you It's not guys. about you. I think it's, if you're having, like, for example, obviously I'm white, white clearly, and all my family are, if I was to go to them and have conversations about this, I... I think it's a better idea to look at it from obviously like the white perspective. Yeah, because that's what like, you'd see. Yeah, it yeah, from. and and because when you start to talk to especially older people from like you know our grandparents or our parents or I say our I mean the white peoples, um, they would get defensive if you say like it all about all well, the black people feel like this and black people have gone through this and black people you know and if you say white people have inflicted this onto those people or actually what white people have done throughout the years throughout the course of history then they feel less like defense mechanism and it's a i think it's a better way to communicate actually how it's our issue as white people and how we can be part of the solution yeah but in terms of like trying to have a pity party yeah and try and be all like woe is me i'm ashamed no one wants to hear that in that sense like it is not about you. Yeah. It's not about you feeling like boo-hoo. Yeah. You know, if if we all have the energy that we make out we do towards this, then we are all feeling uncomfortable. We are all feeling... I know a lot of people would be shocked because I'm some... I, like, before this happened, I knew racism is still a heavy thing, but there's a lot of people who didn't realise that it was actually so prominent still. Mm. Um so there are going to be elements of people who are shocked, elements of people who feel it very heavy, even though we're white people, but because we've never had to experience that, we never will. Yeah. Um, so I just feel like you should you should be feeling uncomfy for a bit. Yep. <laughs> for a hot second, if you feel uncomfortable, just imagine how we all feel growing up, because this right. is our lives. <laughs> like, this is our lives. Honestly. Yeah. But even um, the irony of, you know, certain white individuals will say, like, why can't I have a racist experience? Or like, why can't people be racist to white people? And I'm like, I mean, the fact that the literal term for supposed racism to white people is reverse racism. You can't reverse racism. That's not a, that's not a concept. We don't just get like, like an Uno card where it's like, yeah, we're gonna reverse it to you guys. I'm just like, that's how fun. Like that's how you have to see it in that way. And obviously, right now, this is you know heavily about the Black Lives Matter movement, and I. I'm triracial, so I am black, Asian, and white. It's a very complex mix, but, you know, there's so much prejudice in this world, like, mm-hmm. even for fellow Asian people and, like, yeah. other minority ethnic people, they've also experienced so much ignorance, and I can't speak for them on that part, but it's just them ones where you, you have to realise that all... If you're, a, if you're a minority, an ethnic minority, like, you, you will experience prejudice. Like, that's just the bleak reality, and I think white people, we need to realise, like, regardless of how 
you know, how anti-racist you are. And, you know, I was brought up this way. That's great that you were brought up that way. But yeah. a lot of people weren't. And a lot of the new gen racists who are like our age, and especially even highly influential ones who go to like Eton, they're yes. going to be our future prime ministers and our future MPs and they're going to be running the show. And it's just them ones where I think people don't realise how much ignorance there is. And even mm. um, xenophobia. You know, yeah. you know, being really ignorant to, uh, to foreign students. I even had um, foreign students um, who are white, but they're foreign students who've experienced xenophobia. And if you don't know what that means, please look it up. Um, but it's, it's just prejudice for, for foreigners, in, mm-hmm. in summary. And it, it was just the fact that somehow, like, watching these videos or, like, seeing all these posts, you realise how just messed up the world is. And it's, it's really just deeply disturbing. It just makes you think, like, this particularly race something black lives matter yeah it isn't a black people issue no it's an issue of humanity yeah yeah it's and as i've said earlier white people need to be stepping up more we need to be doing more and i don't understand how people can't view it as an issue of humanity yeah like there's so many people who just have the whole if it's not affecting me then it's not my issue yeah yeah, exactly it doesn't exist to me and I don't need to do anything about it but that's so ignorant like even one of my family members um, I I spoke about one of our friends who experienced a very like casual racist well she's experienced several of those but at uni uh, there was a particular remark about her hair Mm -hmm. which is just something that you don't say Mm -hmm. and and I was explaining it to my brother and I was just saying how wrong it was and how I can't believe there's people who think like that. And then my brother said to me, oh, well, why does it bother you? And I was like, what do you mean why does it bother me? Because I can see that's wrong. Yeah. And then I had to say to him, um, my other brother, his girlfriend is a woman of colour, and I had to say, well, you know, what if it happened to her then? And then my brother goes, oh, oh, yeah, well, of course. Because directly affecting yes. us, so then... And I'm like, it's such a shame. Like, why do we have to think of our black friends when we're thinking of these issues in order to, like, have some empathy? Yeah. It should just be, that's another human being. Yeah. They deserve to have the same life expectancy as me. Yeah. And, and like, they, they deserve to have an equal life yeah the dumb i think i've been saying is like which is really it's quite dark to say but i was like especially for american individuals because of you know gun crime and police brutality especially there if if corona doesn't kill me then racism will Mm. because it's it's such a harsh reality that you know we're we're in the middle of a pandemic i think people have forgotten especially with how our government has been running it (laughs) but it's like we're in a global pandemic but it's just like George Floyd didn't die of corona, even though he tested positive for corona, he died because of police brutality. And then, um, is it Elijah McClain? Yes. That, oh. that happened last August, and you, you, we're only hearing about yeah. his name now. Like, it just scares me to think yeah. how many hashtags there that don't exist. Right, right. That, exactly. That they're we don't just know the ones about. that we hear about on social media, but because they're not just the only ones. Yeah. It's like Will Smith said, racism has never gone away, it's only just been filmed. Yep. Yeah, massively. And then even mm. the statistics, obviously, we're kind of mixing in between UK and America because America kind of heavily mixes in with media and its influence yes. on this country. But um, in the 20 days that after George Floyd's murder, 120 people have been killed by police. It, it, 
it's just it's just mind blowing but yeah it is because where where are their names yeah when do we hear about their stories Mm. you just start losing that your words it's just like I don't don't even know what to say at this point but I think it's important that you know you've created a platform that you're using to Mm -hmm. actively speak about these issues and you know that um i've done a couple podcasts with um, my friend ellie who like runs a podcast type thing and it's just like you know as i said right at the beginning with being an ally balance it out with social media it's never about performative and being like Mm -hmm. oh like should i post this like do i should i post this to look good blah blah never never think about yourself it's nothing to do with you yeah um but you know social media is so powerful and just using any platform regardless of how big or small your following is yes there, there's something to so it important. There's, there's always something to it regardless if you're one voice and you're, you're heard by one person mm. you're still heard by one person like you yeah. could possibly reach out to someone that has no idea of these things although we're in the modern age it kind of can't really be hidden behind any of these things but there might be a certain topic that that's even come up in this video today that you had no idea about research educate yourself because honestly education is so fundamental and you know if you want to have kids you want to start a family you want to branch out have friends and types of things like you know you guys have to influence these people yeah and know that the circle you're in is the right like circle like there's no ignorance Mm. behind it you know what i mean it's it's so key that even your family call them out if they're ignorant and you know there's even in the black community because there are there are issues and taboo things in the black community that have to be spoken about like as i said racism is really complex if we're getting really really into it there's so many things that have to be spoken about in everyone's own community type thing but to yourself with what you're surrounded by are you really actively making a change Mm. and if you can say that you are then that's the life you want to live and if you're not that is your choice but this isn't going to change it will still keep coming up regardless of the fact that the media isn't massively sharing stuff right now trust me we're still doing it all behind the scenes just because it's not in your face on like bbc news and stuff it's still happening because Mm. the change is gonna come the change will come regardless of how long it takes but yeah yeah i think it's so important like regardless of like you say your following your one voice will make a difference Mm -hmm. and you have to understand your influence yeah and like I don't have many followers on Instagram. I've had some people who are people of colour who have been like, Thank you for using your voice. Yeah. And I've obviously I'm not like, Oh, you're very welcome. Like Yeah, it should it shouldn't even be a thank you thing because yeah. it's just the right thing to do. Yeah. But it just really makes you think, Okay, and like I haven't even got a big following but people are noticing and people are appreciating. And yeah, you just you never even realise to the extent of how many people you're influencing. Yeah. And so it's really important just to say the stuff that you genuinely believe in and you genuinely feel strongly about, particularly right now. Um, these matters are just so huge. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they always have been, but now I think if people would have said, would have posted some of the things that they have been doing, like this time last year, without it being like coronavirus, it would not have had the same attention. Because yeah. people at the moment are so on their phones all the time massive screen time is not cute (laughs) it's not cute it's not cute (laughs) but I think like everything happens for a reason and I think although coronavirus has brought a lot of devastation to people and their families and you know not disregarding the fact that there's been a lot of deaths and a lot of grief but I think there's never going to be another time 
where we collectively in the world are all forced to stay inside unless you're a key worker, big up you, we're forced to stay inside and then naturally during this day and age we'll just be on our laptops, on our phones, yeah. on YouTube and so the attention is just so there yeah. and it's so at the forefront. Yeah. Um, we wouldn't be in the midst of the biggest civil rights movement in history without coronavirus being mm-hmm. a thing. It's crazy. Like, Who would have thought twenty twenty? But it like we needed this. Oh yeah. It that, that's even more crazy. We needed this for people to even actually face it because yeah. people have been so like. You post on your Instagram about it, and people who sort of brushed it off, they could give themselves excuses because they'd be like, "Oh, I've got to go back to work." Yeah. Or like, cause... oh, I like, I've got a class or something. Yeah. But now it's like, no, you have to listen. You can't escape it. But even. Even just thinking about um, Ahmad Arbery, mm. there was a, there was an uproar about it because you know, I, I'm I feel like we're very desensitized. I, I don't know how yeah. many times I've seen, uh, especially black men murdered by video yeah. by the police by the the ones who are supposed to protect the country, you know, serve the country and all that. And you know there was an uproar about it, but it was just a thing that it was a trend after a few weeks because it happened back in February, but it was a thing in March as Corona started really kicking off in this country. But then it wasn't until the George Floyd thing that mm. just something just kicked off. I don't know what it was as well. Even in myself, I, something like George Floyd yeah. set me off. I literally cried for days and I was like, I don't understand the world we live in. Like, what is going on? Like, how, how is there a literal video of eight minutes and 46 seconds of this man just being choked Damn. out to death? And it's just the fact that... It's the fact that people can watch that and it's not okay. It's not It's not right. Even Tamir Rice was years ago and I, I mean, I don't think there's a video of it, but it's the fact that we were so young when that happened. We were like early mm. teens when that happened. It's the fact that even before I'm a literal legal adult, before I could even vote, I'm hearing all these things of fellow individuals that kind of look like me or even remind me of my brother or my uncles right. and stuff. Mm. And just being murdered left, right and centre and then there's videos all like circulating and I'm like, no child should see that. Like We shouldn't be so desensitised as a society the fact that they can just lurk on twitter and they're not blocked or anything they're just circulating yeah. on twitter circulating on instagram and yes we should see it because it's like this is this is the reality like this is it but it's also just like it's fucked yeah. that people like what like watch literal murders like we got yeah. all, all at some point witnessed literal murder yeah. and then they get to walk free they get to walk yes. free and they're just like what like the people the murderers of Breonna taylor there's oh. been a law made yeah. about her yet her murderers are still just walking just through. walking around going Kmart wherever it is they go in America yeah. like and how like, does that make sense formative it's like what's the point in having Bri- Brianna's law yeah to then not even arrest the, the people, people who did, yeah. yeah who like literally killed her like it doesn't make sense <laughs> nah, just pure huffing and puffing because it really is the ones that was just like this is so important to have these type of conversations and to put it out on social media like these things are needed and it's but at the same time it's just like it's when you actually deep the stuff that goes on in the world it's like how 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 Mm. i just don't get how like literal murder but they're just chilling yeah even um that's Derek Derek chauvin whatever whatever his name is (laughs) the one who put his knee on george Mm. floyd's neck Literally got a million dollars in donations from to Gaze Bay. Yep. Nah. Like a million dollars. And people donated for him to be... I'm thinking, wait, but the literal video is him murdering. No. Murdering an individual. That made me feel sick when yeah. I saw that. And I was thinking of all the good causes that you could donate a mill to. Yeah. You donate it to... 
the guy where you have evidence that he's killed someone. Yeah. I don't understand. I it's oh my days, it's my ridiculous. Love. And there's that video of um another officer who was there who was like shadowing. Oh yeah, yeah, the there's three of them. Two of them. It was their third day. Right. It was just their third day as police officers, and it's just like. But he was in a supermarket, and this I've girl. I've seen this video. Yeah, she filmed that video, and he was just like, "Yeah, that's me. I'm that guy." I'm like, "You're really saying it with no animosity. No. You're really just been like, yeah, I'm that guy.' Yeah. As though you should be proud of it. Yeah. I'm like, it's you're nice. ridiculous. And people saying, like, "Guys, he can't help what happened. Like, he was just shadowing the officer." Imagine if you were at work and like you just started and you had to shadow your boss and witness and murder. I was like yeah I was like in terms of like your ethical your moral compass yeah. if if I'm a sales assistant and I see my manager killing a person obviously I'm going to be like this is not okay yeah like yeah. you know fully inside you that is wrong mm-hmm. and that would be enough to make me if I was part of the police force that'd be enough to make me question everything that I thought about the police. I would not just stand there and be like, oh yeah, I still got the neon isn't that oh let me just stand here yeah. and and in the video there's so many people shouting, they're like but it's you're the killing fear. him man, you're killing it's him. It's the fear the fear is so instilled because it's like yeah. if one of them tries to jump in, pow, just shoot right. him. They're, right. They're put uh, the American police literally are taught to shoot to kill. Ugh. And because guns aren't as um I guess, uh, not vocal, but just existent here. Mm. Like, you can't just go pick up a gun. No. Like, you can literally... I, I don't even think it's 18. You can go to a gun ring and you get a gun um, in America. But obviously here it's a lot more mm. difficult or whatever. But it, it's just... It's crazy to think that people are too scared to even go to, near the police and stuff. And it's like, they're supposed to protect them. And it's like, they're not doing that. So it's just the irony of the whole existence of the police force. Right. And there's only one state who've... Um, now taking the action of defunding uh, the police and creating different forces because if you look at the um, funds education just keeps going down every year if you look at the trend but then the police force just keeps going up and up and up and up and I mean the police are so heavily corrupt yeah. it's all it's all corruption if we really if we're really getting down to the nail and tooth of it all it's yeah. all corrupt and if you lessen the importance of education and then obviously like you say fund more for the police then that's even adding to the corruption because it's like the people are going to have less of an understanding of what's going on and then the police are going to have more of a rise of all the shit that they're doing. Yeah. Literally uh, two days ago, uh, there was a video of a man and honestly, there must have been like four police cars or something. They're all just pointing their gun and he's literally like this, holding his hands up. He's the one who called the police because there was a robber in the store with a knife. And they're going, drop your weapons, drop your weapons. And he's like, I don't have any weapons. He's the one that called the police. And there's honestly, I think it was like eight or nine police officers. And there's a woman recording behind and her voice is trembling. And she's saying, just cooperate with them. And it's so, it's just so aggravating to think like, just cooperate. Because even when people cooperate, they still Mm. get killed. And she's recording and she's going... Why have you guys got your guns out? Blah blah, and they're sitting there just with their oh guns just out at this back, and he's just standing there like this, mm. and he's like, "No, I'm not getting on my knees. I've done nothing. I called you guys," and then obviously they finally realise the issue that the man is actually just locked himself in the store that he's trying to rob, and then they're just being all pathetic, like you know, there was just a misunderstanding, mm. all of this. I'm thinking that is not okay. That is not- traumatic to experience. 
and the fact that they try and justify it. Mm. No one needs to pull out eight guns on a man and you can't even see weapons on him or nothing. Yeah. And then even just... Um, even like stop and search and stuff. Yes. Stop and search is a hot mess in this country. And I have um, a little brother. He's three years younger than me. He's been stopped and searched since he was 13. No. Yep. <laughs> yep. Th- 13. And it, it, it's, it's terrifying to think because, as I said, with the whole weapons thing, but it's the fact that they think they can exert this power because of this stereotype. Mm-hmm. Because he's quite a tall boy and, you know, he fits that gangster stereotype. Like, just the nonsense. Like, they just see him and think, yep, we're going to stop and search you. No probable cause, and they never do it correctly. They never read them their rights, and they're never usually mm. supposed to just touch them or nothing. Yet they're just like, they're going to stop and search you. Just absolute nonsense. It yeah. angers me differently. Yeah. So, and that's, like, it's racial profiling. Oh my God, yeah. There's that video of, um, I've forgotten where it was in America, but it was um, a group of police who came up to this black man who was just like smoking a cigarette. He was with like a couple of white men outside a restaurant and they they put him in cuffs and they didn't say why and he wasn't cooperating and then they were trying to find his ID because they were asking him who he was and one of his mates was filming it and he was like oh this is going to be really funny when they see my ID and he was the FBI agent and and then and then they're like (laughs) and they never know how to react literally and they're and they're like trying to justify it they're like you know well you fit the description and he's like no you're racially profiling yeah. me yeah you like you put me in cuffs for what reason yeah and then even just that there's been this argument even if the person's guilty they shouldn't be murdered mm. i don't even agree with death penalty to be honest because i'm like if this person's murdered someone regardless of how horrific the crime is i'm not justifying people's crimes but then what do we do as a society and as huma- as humans like so what we're supposed to just kill them so we're supposed to just do the bad thing that they did to themselves like mm. it's it doesn't make any sense and it's the fact that I don't care if they're running. If they're not shooting at you, you that does not give you the license to kill them. Yeah. Fight. There, there has to be other ways. And then even, like, the, so many reasons that people have died due to police brutality are ridiculous. Like, mm. was it Eric Garner because of a, a cigarette? A yeah. cigarette because of a loose cigarette. And then even the, the George Floyd one, because I've seen it so recent, is because of a, a counterfeit, like, $20 bill. A $20 bill. There's just no justification mm. to killing someone regardless of their guilty. If they're not shooting mm. a gun at you or nothing, unless your life is in literal danger, risk, yeah. yeah, then then you have the right to kill. Absolutely. But yeah. the amount of times you look at the statistics, they're not going to be killed. So I'm just like... Mm. <laughs> it really just gets to the point where you're just like, I'm just going to make a noise because I, just, I don't even know what to say. But, yeah. but you're so right. It like... If you're guilty of something, it just does not justify... Being murdered for it. Yeah. 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 And the amount of time that it takes for um, you to become a police member in the US... Less than becoming a barber. Right. Right. (laughs) Something I wanted to say earlier, but I just remembered, um, when we were saying about, you know, obviously not all of the police are bad. Mm -hmm. You can't paint more of the same brush. Mm -hmm. However, there's a significant amount of them who do... These fall into that category yeah. and murder and it's like um if a surgeon messes up really badly they that's are out it. of the job that's it they don't get second chances so why is it not the same with a police officer whose intent is supposedly to protect people but obviously black people are in a system where 
they have to protect themselves yeah. from the people who are supposedly yeah. protecting. So, But yeah, with everything you've heard, I feel like if you don't feel like you're educated enough on it, please go out and educate yourself mm-hmm. on any of the topics you've spoken about. And just, you know, keep being an active ally. It's exactly. Just keep being, being an, an active, active ally. ally. Yeah. yeah. And just think about your intentions and how don't make it about you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, keep trying to be a part of the solution and don't, just don't be silent because silence is violence. Silence is complicit as well. Mm. So yeah, thank you for coming on, Amore. I really Sarah. enjoyed this. Yeah, yeah, it is one of them things though, like we could have this discussion for a thousand 20 years. more times and have different <laughs> things to say about yeah. it. So she will be back. And until next time, this is Amore Gara. I'm Rachel Eliza, and this is Woman Weapon. Do not forget, woman, you're a weapon. Thank mm-hmm. you.